You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And good morning, everyone, from Left After Breakfast. Susanna Duffy here with you this morning. Um, on a really beautiful Melbourne morning, it is really lovely out there. It's glorious. Uh, well, you know, you, you have to, you get to appreciate every, every day when you've come close to seeing the end of the night. Tell you, listen, it really changes your outlook on life. But that is an absolutely gorgeous day out there. I'm sure it's a lovely day all over Australia, apart from the fires and floods and the poverty, etc. And, of course, the terrible plague that's going on on the benches of the Australian Parliament. It's strange, isn't it, how all of us suddenly, suddenly know, not just you listeners to Left After Breakfast and not just you listeners to 3CR, but... All of a sudden, I've noticed people on, on the tram have been talking to me and waiting on the train station, people are talking about this Article 44 of the Australian Constitution about citizenship. No one ever heard of it before, well, tell you the truth, I didn't. But now I know, but apparently it's an article that's been emptying the benches of the Australian Parliament and wondering who's going to be the next to be carried off into oblivion for violating this Section 44. It's a pretty dull but supremely destructive provision which provides uh, the disqualification of dual citizenship holders. Now, the first ones who were struck down by this um, plague were the Greens with Scott Ludlam and Larissa Waters. Now, they made their own discoveries that they had citizenships of which they were well, ignorant. It seems it's pretty much of a tragedy for, um, you know, Larissa Waters, really, who was born in Canada to a couple of Australian students and she left there when she was a baby and didn't actually realise that. But then again, you're supposed to check these things before you stand for Parliament, before you're elected, and you have minders who check these things for you. And it's really, it's... Uh, so they both, both she and Scott Ludlam, fell on their own carefully positioned swords, which is a shame, but that's what has to be done there. It's what what did happen. Now, of course, we've got questions about, uh, you know, the flat earther Malcolm Roberts from One Nation, sorry, from Pauline Hanson's One Nation, who is still insists he has neither British nor Indian connections, apart from the fact that... Uh, you know, he was born in India and has either Indian uh, citizenship and British citizenship from his father. But, you know, he was definitely born a British citizen and he travelled on a British passport as a baby. But he did say he will get these results and, and he'll tell us. And, of course, he did finally come up, though not with any documentation to prove it, but to say that, yes, that uh, he didn't have... Um, he was told by the British government, by officials from the British government, in December last year that he didn't have, he had, he no longer had British citizenship. Though of course, he had been in Parliament since uh, July. Now, I'd like to, now the thing is, there's been talk about demanding money back from these people. 
when I say these people, I mean Senators Ludlam and Waters demanding money back for what we paid them when they shouldn't have been in Parliament. Well, I think that's a bit harsh too, unless, of course, you have gone out of your way to lie and cheat about, you know, you being having dual sort of citizenship. For example, the novel excuses they're coming up with, like, I like this one, as far as I am aware. Well, listen, I can say that too. As far as I'm aware, I don't have any dual, you know, sort of citizenship. Now, you can take that or leave it. It's me. It's You can take my word for it, as, as Hanson says herself, hand on heart, hand on heart. But as far as I'm aware, what does that mean? It's that ignorance that's, uh, that the National Senator Matt Carnarvon is putting to the High Court. Now, we're looking at something quite different here, aren't we, in the case of Senator Carnarvon. It's ignorance of his mother's own actions. Now, look, I like Richard Dean, Natalie's response to that. And he said, no true Italian would blame his mum. Well, no true anyone would blame their mum, would they? Of course, you know, blaming the mother seems to be... A, a sort of a, a capitalist uh, ploy. But anyway, Canavan says he didn't take any active steps to become an, an Italian national. It was his devious, scheming mother. She was beaving away behind his back to get him made Italian. This, of course, this, of course, um, Canavan was entirely un- unaware of this. He had no idea about it. It all happened, of course, when his father was busted for fraud. And um, was it $1.7 million fraud his father went down for? Sent off to the go-slow jail for it. So that's what his mother thought it might be easier for them both if both she and her son, Matt, uh, became Italian citizens. Well, I mean, I, how do you work it out? I, I can imagine me signing up one of my children for citizenship for some other country. How the hell am I going to do that? I mean, how the hell am I going to do it without them knowing about it, without them signing something? Um, well, anyone in immigration law or in an immigration centre or anyone who's in an official in the Italian government will tell you it doesn't matter if someone else applies for you. you ca- they can't. You have to do it yourself. You at least have to sign it. And, of course, this... Uh, Canavan's been getting. Is his name Canavan or Canavan? Listener, I don't know. Let's just call him Matt. Though I really don't want to be on first terms with the chap. He has been receiving ballots to vote in Italian elections for years. My God, and he's not an. And he says he doesn't know. He's unaware of this. Perhaps it's pretty bloody shodding reasoning. Mum did it. It's Mum's fault. And every day, just about every day, we got another hoard of gold on him. He's, he's listed on the Registry of Italians Residing Abroad. For 10 years, he's been on the Registry of Italians Residing Abroad, but he says he knows nothing about it. Mum did it. I mean, that's fairly, you know, that's like the dog ate my homework. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? How, how you expect anyone to get away with it. You know, you're, if, if someone's telling you that they were made a, a, a citizen of some other country without their knowledge, well, that's seriously testing our intelligence, isn't it? 
give us a break, come on. But anyway, he'll have to convince the High Court because he hasn't stepped down from Parliament. No, just stepped back from, you know, the inner cabinet, but he has not stepped down. Because if he steps down, well then, Malcolm Turnbull's left with no minus one member on his um, coalition team and he hasn't got the majority in Parliament, has he? Well, look, this new can go on and on and on and on about dual citizenship and what it means and what it's all about. But truly, what's wrong with dual citizenship? Look, I don't really care myself personally about someone having dual dual citizenship. I don't. And I don't care about anyone's, um, well, their antecedents. I don't. I have been laughing, really laughing, of course, at, you know, that at that flat earther Malcolm Roberts' ridiculous claims. Um, I, and, and I do laugh about it, but there really is something wrong here, something seriously wrong. It's pretty outdated condition written into the Australian Constitution, hasn't, isn't it? There's no evidence anywhere of being a national of some other nation leads to not upholding the, the interests of Australia and Australians. It sits there in the constitutions because it was a constitution born in an age when fear of the non-white and the non-Anglo-Saxon world prevailed. There, You can't mistake it. It was there in the whole thing of keeping Australia white. And it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. This is no longer part of our reality. We are no longer a white Australia. Australia is a land whose people, apart from the ones who were here before 1788, of course, the original people, Australia is a land where people have come from many other parts of the world and it integrates our society with all corners of the world, all corners of the round globe. Yeah, all right. We're a mixture of cultures, we pull, we pull together to make a unique Australian ID. It's not a weakness, it's a strength, and we'd be better off building on that strength that we already have. So going on about you can't have dual citizenship really pushes us back in the, back in the past, back in, into the history of the white Australia policy. It creates us and them, and it, pre, and it promotes inequality within the Australian population. You, if you're saying that we should drop our other citizenships, you really miss the point. Many of us Australians were born overseas. Many Australians have parents who were born overseas or grandparents or more, you know, um, and they, we like to hold on to our culture, to our memories, to our family history. And as we, we should, I'm, um, I've always felt some pride in being born a Victorian as well as an Australian. Victoria, I've always held to be the most progressive state in Australia before there were even worse states in Australia. This part of Australia was, down in the southeast corner here, was the most progressive. It's produced um, most of the great lawmakers and law defenders of Australia. And don't forget the eight-hour day. And for God's sake, don't forget Eureka. But it's Victoria that seemed to, that did move forward in this. Victoria also had the highest rate of Irish-born people here. When at one stage one at one stage one third of of, of Australians all over Australia 
one third of them had an Irish parent or grandparent had one third had cultural ties to 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 Ireland. In Victoria, one half had cultural ties to Ireland, and I'm proud of my cultural ties to Ireland. I like my family heritage. I like my history. I like the fact that I'm Australian, and I like the fact of my history roots. I suppose if if I wanted to have a dual um, well citizenship. I'd, I'd, I'd apply to Ireland for it. But the only reason I'd wanted dual citizenship ever was so that I could move, so that I could get um, a passport to move around Europe freely. But of course, now with Britain moving out of the EU, looks like Ireland might be deluged with people trying to get citizenship there so they can get an Irish passport to travel through the EU. Oh, that's another step backwards, isn't it, listener? these Brexit morons jumping out of the European Union, also wanting to be, also going for for the white England policy. It's all a backward step. Look, I don't really care about people's dual citizenship if they're in Parliament. And I don't really care about their family or their antecedents. I don't care about that. I care about their bloody lies. I can't stand liars there in Parliament treating us with absolute contempt. This Matt Canavan, oh, me mum did it. Oh, I know nothing about it. It's obviously a blatant lie, and he does not care that that lie can be seen. And i that's what I can't stand. Well, who are these people? Who voted them in? People who voted for him should be so ashamed of themselves. Of course, being ashamed of yourself means nothing when the man's sitting there. So that's... um. So much for Section 44 of the Australian Constitution. It's flushed out the bloody liars sitting there. And golly, how's Malcolm Turnbull? What a weak, what a weak, weak. I'm trying to stop myself saying other words. I'll say what a weak man he is. After tut-tutting and going on about how irresponsible and foolish the Green Senators were, he hasn't said a word about national parties. Can have a look. That bloody Matt can have. Would you just go and work for a, a Dani and be done with it? That's who he's been working for, hasn't he? Not the people of Queensland. Not the people whom he he, he represents. Contemptible man. Contemptible. <laughs> From every corner of the world They came from all around When in 1851 They struck gold upon the ground Every voyage was a long one Months upon the stormy sea Some to seek their fortune Others escaping slavery What they found on the gold fields Was ruled by brutish thugs Discrimination and taxation Mixed with swinging billy clubs The gold was getting scarcer And cops were getting worse The diggers burned their licenses And vowed to end this curse They swore an oath Beneath the southern cross They'd stand together And break the license laws From twenty different nations they gathered here as one In Ballarat beneath the southern sun The crown tried to divide them, giving preference to some The diggers wouldn't have it, they said it's all of us or none They built a stockade 
While the redcoats massed nearby And they heard the miners shouting We're ready now to die The rebel miners waited For whatever lay in store And on one December morning In 1854 The redcoats attacked the camp Dozens there would fall Amongst these brave gold diggers Who'd risen to the call They swore an oath Beneath the southern cross They'd stand together and break the license laws From twenty different nations They gathered here as one In Ballarat beneath the southern sun The army thought it was over And things go their way but when 15,000 miners rallied a month later on the day The Crown conceded everything, all of their demands They'd won an end to license fees, the right to vote and land So here's to Joe and Charlie, Waller and the rest They drew the battle lines and put Crown rule to the test The diggers may have lost the battle but they quickly won the day And those shots fired in Victoria Were heard 10,000 miles away They swore an oath beneath the Southern Cross They'd stand together and break the license laws From 20 different nations They gathered here as one In Ballarat beneath the Southern Sun They swore an oath beneath the Southern Cross They'd stand together and break the license laws From twenty different nations They gathered here as one In Ballarat beneath the southern sun Oh yes, so I'm proud to be a Victorian And I'm also a descendant of Eureka And if I went to live in another country, which truly, listener, I, I, I'd like to do. I'm very, very, very ashamed of Australia at the moment and the dreadful things that we're doing to refugees. Well, look, I'm not going to say too much about that because, well, look, I, I, I end up crying and it's pretty boring hearing me cry on air. It's boring enough hearing me cry off air. But you know what we've been doing with our refugees, people fleeing war and destruction half the time from bombs we've been dropping on them. So I'm ashamed of Australia. And I'd like to live in another country, but if I lived where I'd like to live, in um, Sicily on the east coast or in France down on the Narbonne, also on the Mediterranean there, I would want my Australian citizenship and so I could say to people, I'm from Victoria where we've always been the most progressive, the most progressive in all of the states of uh, Australia. But, of course, I can't. And even if I wanted to now, how could could I live with this, uh, with Peter Dutton, Lord Protector of the Commonwealth of Australia? How on earth, you know, with all that, how on earth would he ever allow me to leave? I'm sure he'd rather have me shot. Who is this bloody Peter Dutton anyway? Who is he? I mean, seriously, J. Edgar Tuber, as his uh, 
known. I just knew him as a former bloody Queensland cop, and really that says enough, doesn't it? Perhaps, listener, look, no, no, I won't say perhaps, but I'm sure that somewhere in Queensland there is someone in, in the police force who is an honest person. I'm sure there must be. But when I think Queensland cop, you know, it's hard to clear the mind of all the corruption and foulness that that branch of the police force was into. But look, I had to search around through various places to find out really about Peter Dutton. He sort of, because he hasn't done anything apart from becoming the Lord Protector of the Commonwealth of Australia. Look, he was, he's from Brisbane. He graduated from the Police Academy in 1990 and he served as a Queensland copper in the drug squad. Well, there you go. The Sex Offender Squad. Ah, yes. And then the National Crime Authority, for heaven's sake. So he was in the police force for nine years and he didn't achieve one single thing worth mentioning. It wasn't worth mentioning in his parliamentary biography. It wasn't worth mentioning in his maiden speech and it wasn't worth mentioning in any public record. The only thing worth mentioning was he served as a company director in his father's building business. So maybe he was um, free from the tainted arms of the Queensland Police Force, or maybe he just did nothing, absolutely nothing. But it might be that he did nothing, because when you look at his political career, for heaven's sake, he won um, Dixon from Cheryl Curnow, and he promised to work hard for his electorate improving services, and 16 years later, they remain unimproved. He did try to switch to the safer neighbouring electorate of McPherson, but that didn't go well for him. That probably pissed him off a fair bit. In his maiden speech, though, Dutton spoke of, and here it is, I've got it here, I'm have to quote, Dutton spoke of unacceptable crime rates causing older Australians to barricade themselves in their homes and households where up to three generations of women have never worked in their lives. Three generations of women who've never worked in their lives. My gosh. My mother and grandmother didn't work. But he blamed this, and he blamed this on, here we go, quote again, he blamed this on the boisterous minority and the politically correct. And he also said that people were fed up with bodies like the Civil Liberties Council and the Refugee Action Collective and the dictatorship. Yes, listener, the dictatorship of the trade union movement. So what did he have to offer? What did he say he'd give us in this maiden speech? What was he going to give to these people? Of, of, of what, What's he going to do for them? He says he, that he aimed to use his experience in small business and law enforcement to provide a more practical view on some of these issues. And I'll tell you how his practical view worked out. It's not... From 2004 to 2007, he served as a junior minister without distinction. In 2008, he was the only member of the opposition front bench to walk out during the apology to the stolen generation. He was the only member of the opposition front bench to walk out during Rudd's apology to the stolen generation. That's one of the practical things he did. 
He did have a brief stint um, as Shadow Minister for Health, and during that time he made no announcement, asked no questions in Parliament, and didn't even bother visiting any hospitals until two days before the 2013 election. Because after the Abbott... um, after Abbott got in, he became the Federal Health Minister. That's when he tried to introduce the $7 GP co-payment. He was voted worst, worst health minister in living memory. And he was voted that by a poll of, what, 11,000 readers of the politically conservative Australian Doctor magazine. In December 2014, he became Minister for Immigration and Border Protection a portfolio which is handled with equal measures of malice and incompetence. He's paid bribe to people smugglers. He's lied about that poor woman who was raped on Nehru and falsely returned there while waiting for an abortion. He made false claims that refugee advocates are responsible for self-harm of the detainees and he misled Parliament about spying on Green Senator Sarah Hanson-Young. He was the one responsible for that border force operation to check visas in Melbourne CBD, remember? He attacked and denigrated the president of the Australian Human Rights Commission for investigating the abuse of children in detention. He has ignored criticism from the United Nations, from Amnesty International and from Oxfam's, and he's introduced laws to jail immigration detention, immigration detention whistleblowers. There you go. That's him. He's seen Australia's border protection become a full-blown litany of human rights abuses, including, but not limited to, including murder, rape, torture and child abuse. He's accused refugees of being illiterate job stealers and welfare cheats. He also thinks immigrants from Lebanon and their descendants are, are a mistake. He calls his fellow Australians... Lebanese Australians, Lebanese Australians, for God's sake. Aren't we all Australians, Peter Dutton? No, obviously not to him. Where would we be without our Lebanese Australians, our Lebanese in Australia? Well, where would they have been here? Camel camel drivers, haven't they? Haven't they been here since the 19th century? Doesn't matter, doesn't make them Australians, says Dutton. He should call these people Australians. But no, he doesn't. Any group that he isn't part of, he sees as a threat. And the people of Australia, including those with Lebanese heritage, pay him 400000 a year plus expenses. Last year, that was $730,000 for the... That's what we pay him. That's what we pay Peter Dutton. What the hell is he doing there? Oh, and here he is, Lord High Protector of the Commonwealth of Australia. It's... This is why, this is why, truly, listener, I'm um, ashamed to be this Australian. And it's come upon me very quickly, this shame of being a, a, Australian. I used to like it. Um, I used to really, you know, it was something to be proud of that you're Australian, that you came from this country. Sure, we had our terrible things. And yes, we had to pick, pick up the ball. Sure, we dropped the ball badly in some cases. Some cases we hadn't even played the game. We have a lot more to do with Aboriginal rights. I that I, I knew, I understood that. We had a lot more to do about poverty. I knew that. But I this is before we became this foul 
Oh, my God. It's enough to make you want to jump off a cliff. But, of course, what's the point of wanting to jump off a cliff? It's not going to stop anything, is it? And we have to stop it somehow. Seriously, I don't know how. Um, It's all like a big bloody horror movie. We're living in a horror movie, listener.
Yes, as I said, like a bloody horror movie. But of course, I'm saved from being too distressed and wanting to jump off a cliff, as I felt earlier, when I'm joined, of course, by the Bagman, as always. Good morning, Bagman. Good morning, Susan. Good morning to your listeners. And good morning to the very likeable Irene Bulger. Good morning, Irene. Good morning. Oh, thank you so much. There's some people who don't think like that, think that, but it's. And good morning, listeners. Oh, I meant every word of it. Thank you. That's <laughs> he kept saying that last week. Yeah, he he also, did say that last week. He also used the what else the adjective say? delightful. Oh, did oh, I? Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, I I took oh, careful I'm note of it. Now. I took careful note of that. Now tell me, um, I haven't listened to the first half of the program because I've been coming in on the Harley Ferguson 150cc chopper. It's cold out there, I can tell you. Beautiful uh, morning. What's, what's prompted you to think about jumping off cliffs and whatever? Oh, just, you know, bloody... God, it's shame to be Australian, really. Yeah. And oh, how yeah. I was once quite proud of it, now yeah. I'm ashamed of it. I was, I was reading through the... Lit, lit, reading through... The life story of that Queensland copper now become the Lord High Protector of the Commonwealth of Australia. And that really nauseated me so much. I thought, what the hell am I doing here? Who's that? The Lord High Protector of the Commonwealth of Australia. Had one guess. Sir Edgar Tuber. Peter Dutton. Hmm? Oh, Dutton. (laughs) Potato. Mr. Potato Head. Sir, oh, I didn't know who you were talking Sir Edgar oh, Tuba. Oh, Edgar Tuba. Oh, yes, thank you. That's a good one. The Lord Edgar High Tuba. Protector yes. of the Commonwealth yes. of Australia. That's incredibly depressing. Well, there should be someone looking yeah. after Australia, even if Mr. Dutton is, because uh, apparently a lot of people have come into, come into a bit of strife by being <laughs> dual citizens. Um, it yes. was. There's been three so far, but uh, Malcolm Roberts from uh, One Nation Party (laughs) missed the uh, 77 votes. Um, uh, There's some dispute about whether he has renounced his um, citizenship uh, in time to run for the One Nation Party. He said he 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 wrote. Well, he didn't. He didn't. It doesn't matter. No, well, I think it it wasn't. Well, he it said wasn't. he wrote time and time and time oh, well, again. Well, he said that's meant... Oh, are you saying... You want to sh- stand up in court and say, look, Your Honour, oh, sorry, or look, sir, or whatever you call them these days, look, madam, you have to say, I did it, I wrote them. I wrote time and time again, I wrote to them. Rubbish. Well, surely there will be... That's going to go down well, isn't it? Yes, well, well show me the letters. Well, that's, that's well, called imperial, imp- empirical evidence. Yes. Um, so which, show us. <laughs> show us. Show, show us a little. No, show he hasn't. And, and neither did bloody Erica Betts, so we know that. But I, that's where it leads into my tool of the week, because oh, it was yes. a toss-up. I, I don't want to do the same old, you know, like potato head and stuff. Sir Edgar, could you please give me two rides? He's a Lord High Protector. <laughs> so like I'm thinking, uh, which one out of Malcolm, Tom, Roberts or, uh, or Mr Canavan? I picked Canavan because... Mr. Canoli. Hmm? Matt Canoli, you mean? Canoli. Canaloni. Matt Canaloni. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he became became Italian, Italian when he was 25. Mm. Uh, 
I've picked him because he's brazening it out. Because he's, though, yeah. But he would have had to sign the papers. Yes, of course. And the other thing is, it was around the time that his father was in huge trouble That's for right. fraud. Yes. So it sounds was charged, like they were convicted and jailed. Yes, yeah, so it sounds like they had been thinking perhaps of going to Italy. Getting out of the... Of course. It was a, a, Makes they were going sense. to skip the country, go oh, to Italy. Because really? you can get Italian... Uh, uh, become... Uh, easily become a uh, Italian... Um, what are they called? Citizen. Citizen. Really? Because it's, it's easy. You get your mum to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or you so, blame your mum when you're caught. So he, who is a mate of Barnaby, old Barnaby, who who I'd like, who would fit in very nicely to Tool of the Week because he's a tool every day. Yes. But um, uh, I'm imagining he's got the Barnaby defence, really. You just go and talk claptrap for five minutes and nobody understands what you're talking about. Uh, but And he's dug in. But uh, he gets my tool of the week. Yes, he uh, does. He gets more than that for me, I tell you. For pretending that he didn't know the five that his mother for brazenly lying. <laughs> and as I'd made quite clear earlier, look, I don't really care about this dual citizenship. I don't. No. I think it's an outdated, antiquated no. thing in, from the old days of white Australia in fears of people being non-Anglo. But I do care about liars. Yes, and if they all know. When you nominate, yeah, that you have to say you're a citizen only of Australia, and that they have minders checking these things for them too. Well, allegedly, maybe <laughs> maybe there should be a ministry, um, especially designed to check the uh, eligibility of politicians. I'm sure that the, that the Lord High Protector of the Commonwealth can get that going straight away. But I wonder he, if he's a citizen of another country. Could be. Oh, it's a Queensland copper. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a parallel universe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, talking about parallel universes, uh, I see that there is a street um, up in Clifton Hill uh, that's been named by the Aboriginal name Bagong, which means together. But apparently the people in the streets around there saying that the word Bagong uh, sounds too much like Bogan. Oh. <laughs> Bogan. <laughs> So they're objecting. Where's the street? Oh, up in Clifton or somewhere. But <laughs> you know what it was called prior to this? No, I've got no idea. Well, I mean, that's where I live. It's a very small village. Is it? I haven't heard of any street being renamed. Yeah, it's a, well, it might be a new street and they've decided no, to... No, they don't have new streets. Why not? In Clifton Hill. There's nowhere to fit a new bloody street. I think it's reached its limits. Oh, we're, we're, we're stones throw from the Melbourne CBD. I mean, you can walk there in 15 minutes, and that's because you've got to cross a freeway. That's that's what slows you down. I, but I, there's, you know, I just wonder what street it may well, have been before. I'm going to frantically But we get don't on, have bogans in going to frantically, look frantically get onto Google <laughs> and check my sources. But apparently wherever it is, wherever it is, it's Baygung. Apparently Baygung, yep. which means it's together. Yeah. Um, but the residents are saying it sounds too much like bogan. Well, they sound like stupid bloody bogans for thinking such a thing. But no, it couldn't be, that couldn't be right because we don't have bogans in Clifton Hill. Oh, <laughs> where do you come from? Clifton Hill. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't have bogan. No, right. we don't. Well, we've put, we've, we've got plenty of Labour Party members. <clears throat> we'll put that. We've got in. half the ALP of Victoria. Oh, right, right. We've got uh, plenty of uh, barristers. What's that to boast and about? You've got half the ALP membership. Well, we've always had no half the ALP bloody pollies. Really? Yeah, we've had living in Clifton Hill at one such. I think we had the whole bloody Victorian M. M- 
um, upper house and lower house Ooh, in, really. in Clifton Hill. Well, you, could, you can't walk around the shop without bumping into one of them. And, uh, and we have a sort of very high percentage um, of, 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 of barristers and people in the medical field such as, um, well, uh, psychiatrists. She's name-dropping now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we um, oh. and surgeons. We have yeah, two brain enjoy. surgeons yeah. in our oh. living there. I mean, you might as well live handy. in Turak yeah. or yeah. see up no, the arrow. I live in Clifton Hill. We're a yeah. little village, yeah. a little oh. tiny village. Yes. And we have a very, and we have yeah. people who want, we've got very nice people. I love my neighbours, especially the ones listening the this morning. The brain surgeons. <laughs> Especially in case I need as, one. Especially my next door neighbour, who's a fantastic doctor. She's terrific on one side, and the neighbour on the <laughs> oh other God. side, who's a fantastic barrister. He's a lovely man too, and his wife's a doctor too. I really mm. love them. Well, you, know, you won't be. I need them. You won't be short of any free legal advice or medical no, advice no, after that rant. No. no. When I slipped on a newspaper that some careless, oh my God. <laughs> some care, some careless dolt hurled the local newspaper onto my front uh, path. And, of course, I stepped off my porch and stepped on it and it went skidding down into the fence. <laughs> oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Did you keep your feet all the way down yeah. to the fence? No, I went oh. right over, bang, and the, oh. the, um, the woman next door grabbed me and hurled me into the back of her car and had me in the, <laughs> in the casualty within, you know, five minutes what a and place. with them waiting for me when she came in. Jeez. I thought this is what happens when you live next door to a top doctor. Oh, oh and God. so they put a band aid on the graves oh. on your bum. No, they <laughs> kept, no I, I, I was bleeding from the head. I'd smashed oh. my head along the fence. Oh, oh so. like um, now I don't know whether he lives in Red Red Simon's. Does he? No, no he, he doesn't live in Clifton Hill anymore. He moved. Thank heavens for that. Oh, oh we're so we like so ple- oh you didn't live near him. I don't I'm, like him at all. We're so pleased oh, he moved. I like all, him. All, He's a smart ass. The local shop. He was rude, rude to people. The local shops, two local shops were boasting, were laughing, saying that they were going to have some street party, you know, to celebrate him leaving. We really had a lot of trouble with uh, him in the neighbourhood. Oh. We really did. Well, he's got a head injury at the moment. Well, that's a shame. He's He's got brain injury. Yeah. Mm. Well, Well, that's a head injury. Yeah. Because the brain's in the head. Yes, it is. Mm. Well, I I think it it is. It is now. (laughs) So, uh, listen, can I do a rant? What else have you got on your list? No, I just I, uh, I found on Google mm-hmm. the the place uh, the Wurundjeri <laughs> tribe elders suggest ah. the city of Yarra, yes. the unnamed lane next to the Princess Hill Community Centre. Well, that's Carlton. Well, it must come under the city of Yarra. Yeah, I it's can't a ci- help that. It's the city of Yarra. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, yeah. that the uh, word, the, the centre be called... Um, Bagon, learning together. Sounds like sort of insect spray to me. It's a bit unfortunate. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's Princess Hill. That's not Clifton Hill. That's Carlton. Oh, shit. No, it's a nice Ooh. place, Carlton, too. Oh, is it? Mm. Plenty of lawyers, no, solicitors, not. and doctors, and yeah. Plenty nurses, of, and remember when, judges. Remember, yeah. remember when the old railway lands. That used to run from Kew down to Royal Park, the old railway land. You're showing your age. Oh, I suppose so. 20 years, I suppose. Oh, 20 years. That they were going to put um, some housing on it, low-income housing along that railway land. I do remember that, Blue. And who complained? 
Mm. All these bloody tops who lived in Princes Hill. Well, that's always, it, it would lower the standards. Yeah, Carlton has always housing. been like that. That's why us Collingwood supporters hate them. Mm. All their effluent <coughs> used to flow down into Collingwood. Yes. All those years yeah. ago. I remember yeah. that particular dispute, and there yes. was a picket line on there for a while. Picket oh. line. I was working for the Transport Workers Union. And we didn't. We objected to the picket line of these middle class or upper upper middle class twits, yes. um, um, stopping the uh, the construction of public housing. Um, so we went through the picket line. Because it wasn't a picket line. It yeah. wasn't a picket line. Well, they wouldn't yes, call it, it a picket line. It no, they certainly did Oh, community, yeah, <laughs> community assembly. Yes. Yeah, we, we can't call a picket line. No, this no. was before we had to call them community assemblies. That's right. And we just call it the picket line because that's all oh, it yeah. was. Picket line. Yeah, the no. good one. All right. Anyway, Irene. Look, I want to go off this morning because I'm so sick of Australia being a lackey. And we're going to be a lackey. We're a lackey. We've always been a lackey for Britain. And we're a long-time lackey for the United States. But Buffon Boris is over here at the oh, moment. No. And, of course, Britain is at the moment, they're going to send these two wacky-doo aircraft carriers, but they haven't got aircraft for them yet, down uh, to challenge China in the South China Sea because they don't think they should be allowed to be there. Of course, if it was the United States or Britain, they'd be allowed there in a minute. Uh, so uh, Australia, of course, jumps on this bandwagon, although they did say to the United States that they didn't want to necessarily get involved, uh, and particularly because the United States the other day uh, uh, complained about, or Australia complained about China, and they were in international waters. Mm. Aren't they allowed to be in international waters, China? They were lurking. They were lurking. And what do you think? We think China, the US and Britain, they don't lurk around. I mean, the Chinese had to challenge uh, a plane from the United States, a, a spy plane recently, that was spying over China. So this is, they, they love to make it look like it's all one-sided. You know, we're the goodies, they're the baddies. And so we're allowed to come down and send our big ships down and challenge them. Uh, it, I'm sick of it. Oh, it's so ridiculous! It's uh, they're dying to they're dying to cause something. Every day, that lunatic who runs the United States is talking about, oh, you know, we're going to do something to North Korea, or oh, we're going to do something to Iran, or oh, we're going to do something to China. It's not. They'll get thr- they'll get thrashed if they start. But he never does anything, Irene. He's full of yes, but you don't know. Air. Well, you never know that he would because he'll have a thought at three o'clock in the morning and tweet and start a war. You wonder whether that's what when, he'll do. You wonder when the bloke sleeps during uh, the day. Yeah, in the daytime. Oh. <laughs> no, no, he's yeah. supposed to be running America. No, no, no he's during not. the day. He won't read any. They try and give him, you know. Uh, papers to read uh, that are uh, giving him advice, but he won't. He don't, can't be bothered reading them. So I think it's he... it's a probability. I don't mm. say there's mm. a probability that he cannot read. That he doesn't have the literary co- comprehension. Yes. Mm. Well, he hasn't. To, he's suffering from problems with that comprehension. Is, yeah, that is yes, and, and he, possibly yeah. literary. Comp- you know that he's unable to read. There's been. <laughs> he's his, just announced a new policy in, on the tweet. Last night, which is caused it, or there last night, or whatever oh, it yes. was, uh, saying that uh, um, transgender transgender people 
cannot be in the army anymore. Well, fortunately... In the forces, so that's caused a bit of consternation. Fortunately, the heads of the uh, uh, military in the uh, USA yes. were, were very quick to come back and say, we run by law, not yes. by Twitter. Yes, oh, um, no. but it'll be interesting. Yeah, well, I guess uh, it'll be interesting to see if he tries to get any laws passed, but I don't think he will. He just likes to make these decisions. Although he said before the election that uh, he was going to look after them. Yes, well, he actually, did. He actually mm. brought out um, the uh, gay flag yeah. and uh, spoke to yeah. people and showed his support for the, for gay gays yeah. and transgenders and whatever. Um, mm. Just shows you how easily... Can be for people to get sucked in yeah, when yeah. they're looking yeah. for something, and he promises to give yep. it to them, and then he pulls it away. Yes, um, but um, I just wish Australia really would stop this. You know, stop jumping on everybody's bandwagon, looking for a war. Get out of Syria, for God's sake! Yes, I think the war is taking place in um, in America itself. Because can you believe these figures, Irene? Oh, Five hundred and forty-one yeah. people have been murdered by, by police. the U.S. police yeah. this, this year. year alone. It was 1,100 last year. Jesus, you'd feel, you'd be it's, worried it's, walking it's, the streets well, of America, would. wouldn't you? And apparently... Don't the, go there. Don't but go we're there. white. The excuse... Doesn't matter. Trying, no, well, it didn't matter for... But the excuse they're trying to come up for... Um, what was What's her name? The woman who... Justine Damon. Who... Um, now it's come out that oh she must have, she slapped the back of the car with her hand. That's what caused the noise. Of course, then he got scared and he had to shoot her, didn't he? Ah, oh. which was so very different from when they said where she walked towards the car. Yeah. So oh. she. Was, so now they've got her slapping the back of the car. So she must have walked the towards noise. the car, walked around the back of it, and then slapped, slapped it, it, and then yeah. come back to stand on the other side of the window so yeah, that he could so shoot, he could shoot her in the gut. It's a trick. He just mm. shot her. Because that's what police do, they're bloody trigger happy. But you can understand that because I'm going to make a nostril anus prediction. Yes. I only make them every every now and then. (laughs) I've never been correct yet. Um, That's not true. You have been very correct, sadly. Um, All that evidence against this woman is going to cloud the evidence that uh, will come forward. Uh, First, they said that there were fireworks in the area which spooked the policeman. Secondly, secondly, the lawyers came out in in his defence and suggested Ooh. that the woman may have been on drugs, <laughs> right? And now they're saying that uh, she probably slapped the back of the car. Yes. Um, and that they're the only they're the three things that uh, are being presented now. Yeah. Rest assured, there'll be half a dozen other things. Oh, they but will. this guy. Will not go, ever go to jail. No, for they murdering never do. this Australian woman. They never do. They don't. They never go to jail when yeah, they but, shoot people. Yeah, I know. But this one has a twist to it that most people who are shot are uh, uh, African Americans. Yeah, that's right. Right. This was a white woman, so yeah. you, you you might expect that oh, maybe and in Australia, it. yeah. Um, yes, but you see, the problem they're going to have, and I've seen some stuff on Facebook from African Americans. Uh, thinking it was a good thing, unfortunately. Yes. And uh, saying, you know, what's all the fuss about? It happens to black people all the time. time. And so, you know, um, so it's going to be, and because he's Somali and is black, uh, it's going to be very interesting. And I would say they'll probably 
nothing will happen to him. And no. and after all, whatever happens, the poor bloody woman's dead. She's dead. That's right. Just because she called the police, Lived she thought a woman perfect, was being raped. She guess that's what she thought, so life. she called the police. Yeah. Mm. When she when she thought someone was a woman was being sexually assaulted yeah. at, the well, right, yeah, at the back of her property. Yeah. yeah, but people on Facebook, some of from the United States, have been saying, well, she shouldn't have gone down there to meet the police. Oh, well, I don't know, you know, in Australia. You, in, in you Australia, don't get shot if you, <laughs> you only get shot if you've got a little, um, who's that bloke in Sydney who had a mental illness? Uh, yeah. What do you have in his hand? Uh, some tiny thing. The police shot him the other day. I think and that bo- killed uh, him. And and uh, that teenager, yes, with a kitchen peeler, with Northcote, with a yes. potato All peeler in the skateboard. Park. Park. Yes, they were scared of that. Yeah, mm. yeah that that's, yeah. But if you call the police, you go out to meet them, don't you? Well, if you you go and show them where you think the noise yes. is coming from, don't you? If you hear the police come, uh, your you, instinct would be to go yeah, down well, and say, the "Look, it's car, so you go out, here. you say, "Look, it's there." Yeah. That's where. Yeah, that, you don't expect to go out and be shot. That's by Australia. Them. Let's hope it uh, that's continues. The look, that USA way. should be put on should be on the warning list on our passports. Oh, I wouldn't you know? go there in a million years. No, 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 never, never. No, I've I never could. wanted to go there anyway. No, anyway. neither did I. But uh, when I went there, I found it quite uh, fascinating. The women, uh, the, uh, the women, uh, not the women. <laughs> I meant to say that, that's a Freudian. You heard that women, listener. You heard um, that listener, didn't you? Yeah, we're um, we're very kind, very friendly, and uh, whatever. Uh, and we we're going to be careful about condemning uh, the citizens of America because it's their government that we object to mainly. Uh, yeah, well, don't judge us on our people. government, I suppose. But truly, that's right. Yeah. But truly, come on, I, it should should have a warning on, like other countries yeah. have warnings on them. You know how your passport's got it. You know when you get a visa to go to anywhere around Asia or Indonesia, it's got that big. Uh, skull and crossbones about drugs, and it says we'll be prison, death. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. you've got you all that. You know what to expect. You know what to expect. Uh, I think the last thing I asked for was Singapore, and there was a big thing on the back of the visa saying, you know, possession of drugs, blah, blah, will lead to Im- imprisonment and death. Mm. And it was in big, bright red yeah. letters. Well, you should have that on a visa to USA. Coming into USA, you know, visiting this country can lead to death. Yeah. Well, well I, we should. Actually, I, I had to go through Los, uh, Los Angeles Airport just to, uh, it was a particular flight I had going to Spain or coming back from Spain, one or, one or the other. And um, I was only in transit and you had to go through, you know, yes. the eyeball thing and the fingerprint yeah. thing and there were f- big flags hanging down from the ceiling. And But the card I had to fill in on the plane asked me whether I was a terrorist. It also asked me... Oh, well, of course, and... Whether I had a bomb. And, and of course, you were... And just saying you were a terrorist. yes, but I... You didn't tick yes. I did on the plane. Oh, you did No, no, but then I tore it up into little pieces because I got scared. That was close. It was funny. But um, I filled out another one then. But I ticked yes in the first instance. Yes, I've got a bomb. Yes, I'm a terrorist. Mm. I mean, really, what a question. I had a lot of of trouble getting into America because they do the eyeball thing and they do the finger thing. uh, And because I've got one missing finger, uh, yeah, the guy on the desk couldn't figure it out until I told him that I was a vet. Um, and uh, I had suffered the same as him because he was a vet also. Yeah. So he let me through. I've only got four fingers. I thought you've been a veterinary surgeon. No. And you... 
So did I, but you know. I nearly spurted my tea out then. Oh, you were a vet. Yeah, that was bullshit. I was only joking. Yeah, but they'd love that. You would have got a... Yeah, that's right. I got the... You would have had an Three-star treatment. Hey, I see someone that's fallen on hard times. Poor old Cathy Jackson. Oh, no. No, well, actually, she hasn't, has she? No, but she's back in court. Is she? She's apparently been named in the will of a bloke called David Rofe, who was a uh, very rich barrister, and he's left the $3 million. No. Why can't yeah, I sure. find these people? Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, the union is saying, well, you owe us $3 million, Cathy. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> Just pay it out at the will. But, but isn't she, isn't, she's been charged, hasn't she? She oh, been yes. So what's happening? 168 offences, apparently. Yeah. So um, why but every time anywhere? she goes to court, oh, uh, she also books into a mental facility <laughs> so that she can't I know. I've court. taken careful note of this. Yeah. No, truly, I, and I hope you have too, listener. If ever you have the front court, well, you know, it, go, that's it. Book yourself into the psych home. And I've made careful note. I've even rung around to check what's the best one that I can just get into very, very quickly. If you're a famous person, you don't even have to appear at 10 o'clock in the forenoon. You just get your lawyer to go along. Is that oh, right, Well, I'm Irene? not famous enough. Does that um, It can. Yeah. It depends. It depends on what, the, what you're watching court for, though. If it's only a mention... Uh, yeah, you can you can not appear, but if it's if it's actually going to be some sort of proceedings, you have to be there, whether you're famous or not. Well, we've got to be off fairly soon, to ten o'clock in the forenoon. Oh, and uh, place. dead women this year. Oh, yes. twenty five at the moment. Thank you, destroy the joint counting dead women mm. for doing that work, which is uh, very difficult. I said that there and was a I said that there was a woman murdered in Richmond uh, yesterday. Yes, and she was murdered stabbed. by. Uh, murdered by her uh, co co partner, alleged, alleged, allegedly, allegedly co partner. Uh, I think he gave himself up, but who would have thought alleged. that? Because they were they were directors of a Moosley company. Yes. Who would have thought that Moosley was a? Um, uh, I account. don't. I don't know. I've seen. There, <laughs> Danger used, there used to be a shop across the road here from Three CR um, in Smith Street. There was a little lunch shop. You could go and get your sangers, you know, all your pie for lunch. I know that they didn't have pies or sangers. They had very healthy food, and they were they on and they were on some incredible sort of healthy diet. And I've never mm. seen sicker looking people, or sadder <laughs> looking people. And they used to squabble and bicker with each other, husband and wife. Oh. They'd snap and snarl at oh. each other. Oh, you ask him. I oh, know you ask him and go ask her. <laughs> I think they did go broke after a while because I used to go in there and take photos of them. <laughs> what while they're in the process? Yeah. Of- Punching and the I tripe thought, out of I each thought, other. Yes, this is what health food can lead to. <laughs> That's right. My anyway, gosh, it is 9.58. 9.58. Uh, you've been listening to Left After Breakfast, presented by Susan Duffy, of which me and Irene Bolger have a very small part to play. Um, so let's go out the same old way. Why not? Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. If we can just... You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.